spiritual evolution can be very disorienting. We lead our life according to certain set pattern, set ideas, set beliefs. We have certain values and measures which are appropriate to the human. But as we enter into higher zones, as we experience the touch of the limitless vast, these measures must fall away. Something else has to come to replace them. There is a whole phase when the mental measures have gone, but the divine values have not yet emerged. It is a difficult passage. One has to learn to endure with faith. Take an example of chess. Now, I'm sure we must have played some time or the other. So we plan something that we'll make these moves and that's how we'll reach out to our goal. And suddenly, take a scenario where the master of master chess player comes by our side and says, Will, hold on, let me help you. We are very happy. Oh, great. We are sure to win. But the next move he makes is something which we just can't understand. There are very interesting uh, terms used in chess. One of them is strategic sacrifice. The master knows. He is, that's why he is the master of masters. He knows that if I do this, the whole thing will be diverted on this side. I am going to make an inrush and that's going to be the shortcut. But for us, it can be very, very disorienting. That's why the mother repeatedly reminds us to have faith and to endure. Master can't keep on explaining to us, you know, I am making this move because 40 moves later, this is what is going to happen. Expert chess players plan, plan it like that. And here is a master who not only is planning, who sees, who knows, not just the game. He knows the end. There's, someone asked the mother, does the supermind take interest in worldly affairs? She said, yes, but not the way humanity takes interest in it. Human interest is like you are the puppet pulled by strings. You don't know which way the string is going to pull and you, you have something that I am going to do this and strings are pulled in another direction. Whereas the supermind knows the play, knows the course, knows the end. Normally it acts through the mental consciousness. But when we let it act in its own directness, then obviously it's evolution fast forward. Spiritual evolution has its own dangers. We spoke yesterday about homeopathic medicine. Little touch of the divine. It's not easy to bear it. We cannot bear even a little extra joy. We are burdened with it. So when there is a divine touch upon our lives, we may usurp it, or rather the ego may usurp it and think, 
Oh, it's me. Spiritual history of mankind is replete with such instances where it got into people's head. It can swell the head like Ravana. He was also on the path. Bhakta. He started thinking it's not the divine grace. It's my my effort, my power, my capacity. I am marked out. I am a special being. That's why divine is showering grace. Started looking down upon others. And we know what happened. Other day we were discussing about uh, certain new movements which have come up under the rubric new. It's so true. One has to be so careful in times as these because because of the supramental advent, a thirst is awakened in humanity for the spirit, soul, divine, whatever way. But the moment this happens, there are people who read the market and they are ready with, okay, I am going to give you Glimpse of the soul, the spirit, divine, as simple as that. Three days crash course into nirvana, 14 days transformation. Just wear these glasses and uh, all that you need is to give me a thousand dollars and it'll be done. It's, it. it's easy, easy way out. It caters to our laziness. Transformational experience as I was speaking yesterday. And Many, many are fooled. There is no doubt about it. I met people who much later realized, of course, those who are genuine will at some point see through the play and the deception. But most often this urge to find a quick fix, remedies to our problems, divine who can, who is at our mercy to do what we want, Whereas the first rule of spiritual life is to do what the divine wants. But that's a very inconvenient divine. <laughs> if you want a divine who will do what I want, then divine is okay, good, good guy. But if he says, no, 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 I reverse the rules of the game, you do what I want, it's a bad divine. So this is how it, it can be very, it's, it has its own dangers. Sharing this experience, you know, you we can go to, supposing we want to go to Amarnath. It's a very fascinating journey and very difficult journey. It has its own dangers, it has its own charm. And at the end you have the aha experience when, you know, eventually you pass through that low-lying passage and are face to face with the Lord of Immortality. It's, it's something amazing. In fact, the journey is part of the experience. If you don't go through that journey, you don't get that experience. Because it's not just going and seeing something. It's a package. It's the whole journey is preparing us for that apocalyptic vision. But then the easy way is that somebody gives us a photo of Amarnath and says, this is Amarnath. Why you have to go all the way, trouble, shed money, take that risk of falling into crevices, not terrorist, all these things. Easy. I'll give you Amarnath Darshan. Or in olden days, there was Bioscope. So you look into it. 
अमरनाथ देखो कैलाश देखो मानसरोवर देखो नथिंग यू हैव टू डू जस्ट दैट टाइम इट वाज सम फाइव टेन पैसा यू गिव इट एंड यू हैव द दर्शन लेट्स नो द डिफरेंस बिटवीन ऑल दैट इमिटेट्स एंड प्रिटेंड्स दैट विच इज रियल for the real there is an exacting price you can't get diamonds simply by shelling a few bucks off from the pocket what does all authentic spirituality tell us look at the vedas it invokes that fire we burn in that fire let it make the crooked straight all that is deviating in us let it make it stainless free of all that is mud and murk inside the vedas are full of this hymns to the fire what does fire do it purifies it burns it tortures its touch can be it is liberating and purifying but its touch can be felt as a great torture to the unready consciousness look at the way of the upanishads what is the path they have shown satyameva jayate nanritam satyene pantha vitato deviyana the path of truth of light shurasya dhara nishtha duratya kavyo vedanti this is the original spiritual path not what pass on you know nowadays with anybody holding a trishul in the hand and you know coming out of mercedes or having number of followers and a fan following and you know dol majira it's this let's i mean it's it's ostentatious i don't know how can intelligent people be beguiled but perhaps worldly intelligence is very counter to spiritual intelligence that's the only logical conclusion one can draw and this whole thing needs that's why tremendous sincerity tremendous humility mother says humility is our safeguard yes divine grace will come it will pour many things will happen beautiful things but the moment we think it's me well the abyss opens if they run together long long period that's why the simple way is dao 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 we have a nice story of guru nanak his father put him into he was he had, you know he, he was businessman so he said aaj tu dekh lena you today you look after the shop i have some errand he said okay <laughs> so when he came he found <laughs> everything is empty nothing is in the coffer he said what happened i don't know i had to you know give some 14 scoops of rice to a man so he said one 1 2 3 4 then the moment it came 13 Thirteen. Tera also means your. So he kept saying tera, 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 tera means everything is yours. <laughs> Nothing is mine. <laughs> tera, 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 tera. Is the end of the. But what is state of consciousness to live in? Everything is yours. Nothing is mine. That's why when we read the Ramayana, I often wonder. who was the greatest servant or the bhakta of the lord whether it was lakshman who 
sacrificed everything to be by his side sacrificed his sleep sacrificed the palace everything or hanuman who would go to any extent to do any little service for the lord and always be full of humility it's because of the lord i have done or bharat who left his parents kingdom made a small little hut outside the you know kingdom put rama's sandals on to the throne and said i govern but not me you are governing i am only a trustee people often ask me okay what is the value of these scriptures this is the value of these scriptures they are psychic nourishments nourishments to the soul pure milk unadulterated read it without the baba's interpretations it awakens such a beautiful psychic impulse read the story of the boatman ferrying rama across the river read the story of sabri who is so maddened with love that all measures have gone she tastes and gives to him i want to give you the best and look at us we want to give to the lord the worst whatever is extra little <laughs> sabri is a poor lady can't even touch the helm of her bhakti what are these stories they are nourishment for the soul forget whether they are real unreal it's irrelevant they are real for all times if we look at it from one point of view but if you look at it through the intellectual lens analysis well may or may not be that's not important they feed the soul so many stories in every culture mind you it's just that in india it's been brought out with all the fullness mother gives this story of isu and jacob she says that selling the soul for a pot of porridge what it means it's precisely this we go to the divine and ask him everything else except himself that's called pot of porridge and then naturally that the devil <laughs> whatever it means comes and says oh this i can give you much faster so we say okay okay fine the divine says hold on no 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 it's all right i i have found my other fellow so this path more than anything requires so much change in our whole attitude normally it's a very egocentric life we lead so that's why sometimes it's good to review the past but when we review the past it automatically comes to all of us sometimes you know but how do we review it with the same lens of the ego we think of happy moment ha ah, that was so nice even we have albums the stupidest thing to do is to have albums to start with they capture only a fragment of something outward and you see ah you see how happy we were you know this marriage we went then somebody says, yeah but they didn't treat us well oh yeah they are so misers so what are we doing we are only increasing the burden first of our suffering when we think of the same value ego valuation or we are indulging in artificial highs pleasure 
It's an artificial high. So it's not helping us to get rid of ignorance. It's in fact making the ignorance still more strong. Sometimes people also put photo frames <laughs> with our photos. It's reality of the future. One day we all become photo frames. <laughs> and our grandchildren say, Oh, this fellow, oh my granddad, okay. Done with it. Let me put my photographs. You know, it's very strange. People do crazy things. My first photograph of Shirobindu and the mother, signed, how I received is the craziest thing. I go to my village where nobody knows about mother and Shirobindu. And suddenly, I mean, nobody knows, means because of me, they know a little bit that there is Pondicherry Ashram where Shirobindu and the mother are there. And as I am going through the small little shopping market, Bajar, so please, please come. I have kept something for you. I said, okay, fine. And then he takes out the photograph of Mother and Shirobindu and signed by Shirobindu and the mother. And I am on the verge of, you know, holding back my tears. Then I said, how did you get them? He said, no, no. From Calcutta, some people had come. So their parents had died and they had these photographs. He said, Isko do, take them out, put our pictures in it. I am telling you a real story. This story, this thing taught me so much in life. He <laughs> said, Usko do. Then he immediately he recognized. He said, Oh, uh, they call me Munna. So Munna, Munna is very fond of this, you know. He goes there. So they, he asked him, can I keep these photographs? He said, yeah, 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 you keep them. So cool. <laughs> this man kept it for me for a couple of months, knowing that I will come. And look at the irony of all this. At the end of the day, this man wants, okay, done. My parents were great devotees, but now put my photograph. This is, this is humanity. This is humanity. So that's why it's it's a journey of the unique uh, uh, to the alone, the alone to the unique. It's a journey which we have to undertake and if necessary at any point of time. Everything is taken away, still we stand firm on this journey. Because once one has set one's foot on the path, there can be no turning back. Many things will come to lure us. Many things will come to detract us. Many things will come to make our feet unsteady. Shubindu uses the word. Hell will vomit its hordes. And heaven will lure us or tempt us with its cold and pitiless denials. Nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. Then suddenly somebody will say, Oh, you want something to happen? Come, I'll give you this experience. What do we want to happen? The most happening thing we don't see and that is the presence of the divine in our life. What more does one really want? If one is in the lap of the divine mother, would one want mother give me this, mother give me that? It's done. It's over. What else do we want? It's understood. When a child is with the mother, does he have to worry? Or with one's parents? Dad, you know, you know, he knows my dad will plan my future. 
he knows everything vidwan's mother what doesn't say mother please i want this mother will say i know i am making it for you i have already bought done the preparation go and play and come people ask what is the yoga which is done in pondicherry so of course there are different times different answers but one of the answers is ma tennis khel khel ke sabko yoga kara diye <laughs> she kept playing tennis and made us grow into yoga and really i was reading the other day it's such a unique yoga where everything can turn into a yoga when she started playing tennis there was this person kalyanda kalyanda was a very interesting person very nice experiences and he had very funny side to his this thing also anyways so the thing is that you know while playing tennis he would play to the mother and mother would play back to him mother remarked you know what every time he hits a shot he is doing a pranam to me imagine playing tennis with the divine people acha ashram mein kya hota hai okay okay tennis ground all this is fine but where is the meditation being taught here is meditation of meditations every time he is hitting the shot he wants the ball to fall near her feet with the whole gesture of his whole being being given to him to her and every time she plays back the shot she wipes off many layers of obscurity think about it playing game with the divine in this world leela this world play strange ways one cannot imagine that one could progress in this way they have completely revolutionized the entire idea of spirituality made it so simple and easy i just wonder sometimes that you know perhaps it's so easy that we find you know because we want to do something 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 oh where is the method where is the method and of course if we want method they give us the method also i am not, i mean there are plenty of things mother and shivind have written about meditation about japa about karma and everything bhakti there are plenty of things much more than it's available in the spiritual history of mankind i can assure you that having gone through the entire literature of mother and shobindo you just pick up meditation and you'll see much more is there on meditation than all the it's not like one type of meditation branded and trademarked everything possible and new things dynamic meditation something coined by the mother where we aspire we open we seek and why have they done it they wanted us to whichever way just move on i am there i'll hold your hand how beautifully in savitri we have she held their hands and walked their master and leader in their front some gave themselves to her and asked no more what is there to ask when you are given to the divine and divine has accepted you what is there to ask nothing even the experience of the higher worlds means nothing you have the very highest walking with you what do you need it can be as simple and short as that but of course as i said we like the circuits 
We like feeling that, you know, I'm doing something, I'm doing something. She made it so simple and easy. The whole object of Mother and Shurabindu was to make the spiritual evolution secure, safe, smooth, easy. Not make it difficult. That was the whole idea. When somebody asked Shurabindu, okay, it's very nice that we turn to Mother and she does it all. But there are many who don't, uh, you know, have the privilege or the fortune or the big grace to even recognize the Mother. What about them? Shurabindu said, it is for them that I am trying to bring down the supermind. He is thinking even about them. Those who have turned to mother don't even have to bother. But for them, I am trying to bring the supermind down. And then, of course, he is not. He wants it still easier. Because people will mess up with the supermind. Oh, I am pulling down the supermind. Every time there is a pain in the leg, you know, supermind has entered my knee and it is creating... Turbulence, all kinds of things. Instead of fair and lovely, it will be supramental glow. You know what? It's acting on, transforming me. So it's so easy to, you know, delude oneself. Of course, they, they are genuine experience. I'm aware. But I'm just saying that it's so easy. So he placed in our hands Savitri. Shurabindu's greatest gift to humanity. Even if Shurabindu had written nothing, there was no ashram, nothing, no yoga given to man, but just gave Savitri, it would, you know, be far, far above anything else in this world. What is Valmiki remembered for? Ramayan, the great gift. He must have done many other things. He had his own ashrama and he, you know, he, there are many disciples who came up. But look at the gift he gave for mankind. Pure psychic nourishment, not formula milk. The real, real stuff. Drink it and grow. But look at this. Savitri. Nothing is to be done. He made yoga so easy. Mother says, read it and you will arrive at the highest stages of transformation Without needing a physical guru. What more can you know they do? There also we say, now some people come up with the absurd thing. It is 300 rupees. I mean, I am sometimes surprised people spend their money in all kinds of things. They will say, expensive hai. <laughs> I mean, uh, human stupidity is very small. Or they will say, nahi samaj nahi aata. Aray, padho to. If you read it, it is Savitri which who will explain herself to us. Also, I give this analogy. When you touch fire, do you have to know the properties of fire to get burnt? Does the fire ask you, do you know what am I composed of before I can burn you? No, it will burn you. Take a capsule, it will have its effect. You may not know the chemical. Savitri is like that. It's a living fire, an embodiment of Shurabindo's consciousness and the mother's love. And it is available. And all that we have to do is just open it and read it. Without worrying that, you know, whether I'll understand it, not understand it. And it carries us. 
The mantra of transformation, this is the term mother has used. It is the mantra of transformation. They, they just do their magic. It's a notion of delight. One can drown oneself in it, in Savitri for all one's life. Nothing else is needed. I know people, particularly somebody who was in Brazil, I have not met the person. I met someone who had met the person, who had never stepped out. Ne- doesn't bother about where Pondicherry is. Knows because, uh, you know, it's mentioned in the book that there is Sri Aurobindo Ashram at Pondicherry. Has never come. But says, my life has been sustained by this wonderful book. That's all. All that the person knew is that Savitri exists and she had found this book in the most amazing way uh, on one of the footpaths in Brazil. Think about it, how it has reached there. <laughs> and this changed her life. She doesn't know, she doesn't even care to know who, where, author, it's not necessary. I mean, we don't need to know the life of Valmiki to enjoy Ramayana, it's like that. <laughs> Yoga can be made so simple. Yoga made easy. So we should not think that, you know, Shivabindu's yoga is difficult and transformation. It will take long. Obviously, such a great change as the complete divinization of the clay is not something which is to be given off like this. It's not possible. We'll break down. So there is a long preparation. The fire will purify us. It will mold us. All this will go on. She will do it. But with trust we have to go. And we can accelerate the process, if at all we use this word, through some degree of personal effort. What does it mean? Personal effort is here is simply to facilitate the action of grace. Grace will do it. But if I just say, okay, then I will do nothing. I will allow all the cobwebs in my head to remain. And if the divine picks it and puts it in the dustbin, I'll take it again and put it back. By the way, that was the thought I, or the revelation when I was sitting there yesterday on the floor. Suddenly I realized next to me is the dustbin. I said, very good, good opportunity to take off all the muck in my head and put it into the dustbin. I said, what a symbolic thing. In front of me is the divine mother, next to me is the dustbin. Surely she will take out all this and kachara and put it. <laughs> So I simply prayed to her mother, I am there and the dustbin is there. (laughs) Please do your job. (laughs) I tell you the job was done. (laughs) Richly rewarding dream I had last night (laughs) in Parman University. (laughs) Richly rewarding. (laughs) And then I remembered my dustbin and the action of the grace. So we have to, that bit we have to do, at least you know that uh, open the... um, Pot and keep it open to the light and the rain. That is the effort. Or if it is filled with all kinds of poison stuff, empty it. <laughs> I mean, divine can also empty. Even Shurabindu said that. Because uh, Niroda said, Ki, how can it be possible? You talk about the baby cat attitude. But baby cat has to do something. No, after all. There is a whole correspondence. I had taken out in All India Magazine. Shubindo said, with his sense of humor, that is the baby cat trying to become a baby monkey. So he says, no, 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 that's okay, you know, you are saying all this, but 
something you know has to be done and then shubhinda one after another says what if i do nothing of course shubhinda said that don't mistake tamasik surrender it says yes if you completely trust that the divine mother will do she will do it but why do you want to take that route why do you want the process to be long and to make it more because when she will empty the cup and we will say oh we like it i had just tasted it's a tasty drink and the divine will say there is poison at the bottom no 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 sir please let me taste the poison but what does he do in love comes picks up the pot and throws away the liquid and we say oh my god you cruel but if we look at our life with the eyes of the soul then we will be we will say something else that's why the review of the life should not be with the ego if you want to know its real purpose it should be with the eyes of the soul and then what we will say oh misfortune blessed art thou for thou hast shown me the face of my beloved shubhinda zephorism oh misfortune blessed art thou because that opened the door we have to be ready for the divine that that effort is necessary if the divine comes knocks at a door and you say i am busy on my call <laughs> obviously he is a busy person <laughs> if he loves he will wait sometimes he may smash open the door and we will say we have become insecure so he he waits upon us this whole yoga has turned into a different direction mother said that to udar the divine waits for us but we have no time for the divine it's not that we have to do something special we have to just in whatever way by taking a name by concentration by remembrance by offering just give ourselves to the divine that's all that is required giving oneself but even that we find difficult because the hold of the ego i have to give myself but i want to transform myself well that is the way <laughs> if i give what will be transformed don't worry that's her look out something very interesting few things i had thought of reading and i don't want the time to slip by because there is a joint reading something from them and someone had asked this question i think day before yesterday what do we have to reject what is the place of rejection how is it to be done very interestingly when mother was asked what will the super mind throw away mother said why why should it throw away anything it will put everything in its right place that itself can be very disorienting because we have put our life in a certain way the higher consciousness rearranges it reorganizes it like the game of chess and we may not like it but very interestingly she said perhaps the artificiality of life what is artificiality we are only conscious of the surface and we are not aware what's going on in our depth and therefore life is in a mess or we lose it all the time running here and there and every place ultimately to come in touch with that which alone can give us happiness so beautifully kabir has put it kasturi ka mrig jo phir phir dhunde ghas it's getting the the kasturi mrig the the uh, deer which musk deer he feels that smell which is coming from inside but it's looking all the time outside in the oh this piece of grass may we may carry this fine smell that piece of grass 
Oh, that will give me happiness. Oh, this will give me happiness. Oh, that will give me the ultimate joy, love, understanding. Well, all the time, the source is inside us. So, this is the original yoga given to man. And Shubindo takes it to its own pinnacles of heights. Not this make-believe in between, you know, many things have come up. We should be very careful. When we read the Upanishads, the Vedas, the Gita, the Bhagavat, then we see, yes, it's absolutely the true Sanatan spirit that Shurabindu reveals to us. So someone asked the mother, now I would like to know what is the key to cure without suppression? We have issues. What do I do with it? Rejection is not easy. It comes back again and again. You know, it, it's okay for the heroic people. Then mother said, Yes, that is a general rule. The opposite is to be done. Normally people suppress it. The opposite is to be done. So what is the opposite? Indulgence? No, she is not saying that. Instead of driving it underground, it is to be offered. It is to place the thing, the movement itself, to project it into the light. Generally, it wriggles and refuses. Mother laughs. But that is the only way. That is why this consciousness is so precious. Well, what brings about the suppression is the idea of good and bad. A kind of contempt or shame for what is considered bad. And you do like this gesture of repulsion. You do not want to see it. You do not want it to be there. This is what we normally do. It's a very beautiful Bengali bhajan, which Sri Ramakrishna Paramahans was very fond of. And its English rendering would be something like this. Oh Mother, actually the Hindi is very beautiful. <laughs> I'll say that and then probably translate into English. Yeh le lo ma paap Tumhara. Yeh le lo ma punya tumhara. Nij charno ki bhakti mujhe to. Yeh le lo ma dharm tumhara. Ma le lo adharm tumhara. This comma, pause. Nij charno ki bhakti mujhe to. Mother, what I considered evil and sinful, please take it. I offer it to you. It's yours. Mother, please take what I call as good inside me. I am a good man. I don't want to keep it. It's of no value to me. It's like a check where I don't even know the bank where I, I will credit it and get it. It's just a promise check. Please take it. It's safe with you. What I want, Ma? I don't want to keep this good and be called a good man. And obviously I don't want to keep this ugliness inside me. But I want one thing, Ma. Give me your love, your devotion. That I want. This is not just emotions. This is something much deeper. The spirit of giving oneself. Ma, take all these ideas of what is dharma. Ma, take away all these ideas of what is a dharma. I don't know. I am ignorant. I am foolish. All these ideas I have developed in my head because of my upbringing, this, that, conditioning, books, etc. But give me instead 
love for your feet. Same thing we see Shankaracharya's toward the end. Bhavani Astakam, which Shurabindra is translated into English. Najanami Punyam, Najanami Papam, Najanami Dharmam, Najanami Adharmam. I don't know what is, but you, all that I know is you, and I take refuge in you. Gatistvam, Gatistvam, Gatistva, Bhavani. O Divine Mother, I take refuge into you. This is the great path, the royal road, if any, towards the great change. The first thing, the very first thing to realize is that it is the weakness of our consciousness that makes the division. And that there is a consciousness in which that does not exist. In which what we call evil is as much necessary as what we call good. It is mind-boggling. Mother gave a footnote. I have not mentioned here. Mother gave a footnote after this. She said, In the divine consciousness, both change are transformed and find their original value. What we call evil? It's one mask through which the divine chases us towards himself. Shubindu writes it to Mrilani Devi. You know, my dear, it is the way of God that often good comes out of evil in this world. Thanks to Kansa, Krishna's advent takes place, aspiration wakes up. So it is like that. We don't realize it. So we look at it only with a very small little frame and you know, yes, it's not to say that we should, that's why scripture can be so, uh, you know, one gets, oh, then there is no good and evil, I can do evil. No, it's not that what she is saying. He's saying that there is a larger consciousness in which you will discover its true meaning. But for the moment, you offer it to the light. That's all that she's saying. She's never saying that indulge into evil, it doesn't. That will be our interpretation. Like when the Gita says, Na jayate, imriyate, you neither kill nor uh, die. So Sri Krishna is not saying, therefore go and kill with impunity. No. That is our mind which is adding its own cobweb into the scripture. So here she says, and that if we can project our sensation or our activity or our perception into that light, this is what she is saying, that will bring the cure. She's talking of curing it. Instead of suppressing or rejecting it as something to be destroyed, it cannot be destroyed. It has to be projected into the light. It will change faces. You suppress it, it will come in another way. It will wear a million masks. So, project it into the light. And because of this, I have had for several days a very interesting experience. Instead of seeking to throw away far from oneself certain things, which one does not accept and which produce an imbalance in the being, Instead of doing that, to accept them, take them as part of oneself and offer them up. It's there. It moves me. It requires tremendous sincerity to see. Otherwise, in our ordinary life, everybody is bad and I am the only good guy. And then we end up saying, world is so bad, so horrible. See, I have been so good. Always one is always good. <laughs> and everybody else is bad. This is the 
veil of ignorance. You see, we all have our own share of what we call as good and what we call as bad. We don't know their true sense and purpose, so we offer it to the light. Offer them up. They do not want to be offered. But there is a way of compelling them. The resistance is diminished in the proportion as we can diminish in us our sense of disapprobation. It's not good to have such ideas about, oh, I am a horrible person, I am a sinner, I can't, you know, God has rejected me, I am not fit for yoga. Whenever people would say, would say, these are adverse suggestions, don't entertain them. Who is fit and who is unfit? Look at that vastness. If it comes, offer it with a will and aspiration to change. These ideas of fitness, unfitness, that is for divine to decide. <laughs> it's like, who are we to decide? People don't go for exam. It's the same equivalent. There are children who will not sit for exams. So I will ask them, why didn't you go for the exam? No, 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 I'm sure I'll fail. Are by not going, you have anyways failed. <laughs> Try it, maybe you will pass. So you see, this is the same thing. Oh, I am useless. Disapprobation. Either of others or of oneself. This is the problem. So again we have Ramayana Tulsida saying, Ram Swami Kusevak Moso. Dekhi Kripatahi Kehi Vidhiposo. Ki if I look at myself, Lord, I am full of defects. And you, what a master. So please, if you look at my defects, I'll have no hope. I have hope only because your grace is infinite. Dekhi Kripatahi. Look at your grace. You have kept me near you only because your grace is infinite, not because of anything special in me. It's a very good safeguard for the ego to come in. It can come in. People can, let's say, join the ashram and believe that ah, we are some special group of people. It's not an elitist club. Or they can, you know, just, uh, oh, I am a, people may say, oh, you are a wonderful instrument. Oh, yes, of course. All glory, all greatness belongs to God. So to offer it, without our sense of disapprobation, if we can replace this sense of disapprobation by a higher understanding, then we succeed. It is much more easy. Higher understanding. These are movements of nature which come, they come to all. We don't have to be troubled by them. We don't have to become indulgent in them. We have to take it and offer it to the light with a prayer and aspiration that this may change. So, we have, I am caught between asking question or reading something. We have five minutes. Read or question? Read. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Yoga is not something serious. Question we have in the afternoon as a wake up question. So yoga is not done with all great yogis, if you see. They are full of humor. They know how to laugh. They, they are happy people. They are not, you know, I am doing yoga. That has made me serious. Stay away from serious people. 
tell you. That's what Shurabindu says. <laughs> it's, it's a fact. <laughs> All yogis, if you see the history, they have this wonderful sense of humor. Virtue has always spent its time eliminating whatever it found bad in life. And if all the virtues of the various countries of the world had been put together, very few things would remain in existence. (laughs) Because they will all put away something else. Virtue claims to seek perfection, but perfection is a totality. So the two movements contradict each other. A virtue that eliminates, reduces, fixes limits. And a perfection that accepts everything, rejects nothing, but puts each thing in its place, obviously cannot agree. There are two, there is a totality where everything has its place. When we look at the great Shiva, his Ashutos, there is a beautiful poem of Shirobindo, Epiphany. So first he describes Shiva as the Ashutos, the benign one. Grants boons just like that. Doesn't matter. Asura, Rakshasa, anybody. He grants boons. Even if somebody is doing something against him, he will grant the boon. Bhasmasur. But he has another side, Rudra. Mighty, fierce. When he shakes the trident, volcanoes erupt and earthquakes come and calamities fall upon mankind. Both are one God. They are not too different. Imagine Shiva who was only benign, without this strength. So that's why, but you know, virtues say, no, 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 non-violence, no, don't. Everything has its place in this creation, in the totality. Taking life seriously generally consists of two movements. The first one is to give importance to things that probably have none. (laughs) We think they are very important, like, you know, Vibhishna's non-vegetarianism. Who cares for God, you know, that vastness who creates and dissolves universes. We are worried about petty things. And the second is to want life to be reduced to a certain number of qualities that are considered pure and worthy of existence. So we should know the difference between yoga and morality and conventional, you know, all this religious sense. Not the true religion, but religious sense, as it is understood today. In some people, for example, those Shurabindo speaks about here, the polite or the puritans, this virtue becomes dry, arid, grey, aggressive, and it finds fault everywhere, in everything that is joyful, and free and happy. And that's why the mother tells us that avoid people who are very serious. She says they are very boring people. The mother's words, not mine. <laughs> you can cross check, Google search. <laughs> so then what is the way, mother? The only way to make life perfect, I mean here on earth, we want it to become perfect, don't we? Of course is to look at it from high enough to see it as a whole. Not only in its present totality, but in the whole of the past, present and future. What it has been, what it is and what it will be. One must be able to see everything at once. 
look at ourselves how stupid ignorant we were not that we are wiser now but you know at least less stupid <laughs> we realize yes there is hope so when we look at it in its totality cutting through layers of humanity what civilizations have gone ups and downs then we'll discover we are definitely progressing otherwise we see only the local newspaper and we are upset because that is the only way to put everything in its place nothing can be eliminated nothing should be eliminated but each thing must be in its place in total harmony with all the rest there is a place for everything put it in its place we don't put shoes on to above books on top because shoes place is in the feet so it has to be down below <laughs> i tell you it was a very shocking experience once i had come to the us for one of these conferences not here so <laughs> so i was sharing my room with another person and uh, this person came with a suitcase and you know it was all new to me new culture new place and i was um given a room where speakers are given a room so another speaker entered and put his suitcase on top of the bed that's okay then he opened the suitcase took out madras shubhendu's book some book put it on the bed took out a pair of shoes put it i said this where have i come it took me time it was like a culture shock i said mother first effect is to widen me please i know it means nothing but i am not used to it i had the urge to take it and keep it down you know okay that's not how you put a book on top of a book at a shoe on top of a book but it was cool <laughs> but, but then of course it's not to say that the person is bad or something but you know it has its place put it in its place that's it that's all that is required you don't have to <laughs> so and then all these things that seem so bad so reprehensible and unacceptable to the puritan mind would become movements of delight and freedom in a totally divine life and then nothing would prevent us from knowing understanding feeling and living this wonderful laughter of the supreme who takes infinite delight in watching himself live infinitely this delight this wonderful laughter that dissolves every shadow what is solutions is giving every pain every suffering you only have to go deep enough within yourself to find the inner sun the super mind is not something serious and yes it has that prachand respect but that supramental sun can laugh it is full of delight there is a supramental love very intense to let yourself be flooded by it and then there is nothing but a cascade of harmonious luminous sunlit laughter which leaves no room for any shadow or pain whenever we are troubled there are moments plenty of moments sit before the mother look at her vastness her smile place all this at her feet see what happens we'll see that why am i stuck to these things when she is there that line of savitri in suffering was lost in her immortal smile so she's saying think of this wonderful laughter 
feel it and everything will be dissolved. In fact, even the greatest difficulties, even the greatest sorrows, even the greatest physical pain, look at she is using the word physical pain. If you can look at them from that standpoint, from there, you see the unreality of the difficulty, the unreality of the sorrow, the unreality of the pain. And there is nothing but a joyful and luminous vibration. Even if the whole world is taken away, what's the big deal? She's there. Who can take away her? What, do we need anything? In fact, this is the most powerful way of dissolving difficulties, overcoming sorrows and removing pain. This is the royal road to yoga. Wonderful path. Thank you.